Welcome back to the Narrow Pod Between Pages, where we read the narrow road between desires page by page. This is page 33. Voice, a shattered back and lungs fast filling up with water, running swift against, but of course he couldn't. This was the first of many things Bast would be barred from doing now that he'd been fool enough to take a gift not knowing what it was not knowing how much obligation it would hang around his neck or how heavy it would press down on his heart. A gift unseen, as if he were some dewy-eyed, day-old dennerling. I thought you might not have set your eye on one of those before, Kostrel said. His voice was one part smug, two parts delight. Bast began to seethe. But the boy's expression, something in it wasn't right. The trap was sprung, but Costrel didn't show a hint of gloat. No wicked glee, no sharp relief, no excitement at the certain knowledge his trick had worked. Costrel simply didn't have the proper look. A budding Tarsus ought to stroke his chin and laugh a bit, or at least have the decency to look superior and self-satisfied. Moving carefully to keep his mask in place, Bast tried to reach his hand out to the boy. Much to his surprise, he found he could. Slowly, Bast put two fingers lightly onto Costrel's arm. No resistance thickened the air. He felt no pages ending. I'm John from Vintus. I'm Joy. And I'm RJ. Hmm. Wow, wow, wow. I, I love this. This is so fun. Like... Um, so obviously we, there was a extended discussion on the last page of like, is, uh, Kostrel innocent or not in this, in, in what Bast is experiencing. And it kind of looks like he probably doesn't know what's happening to Bast here. I, yeah, from this, um, it seems like he doesn't know it seems like the kid also doesn't know this, maybe the significance of this gift and what it would, what it would do. Right. It doesn't seem like he's trying to trap Bast. Um, I have a question. Is Tarsus a character from a play that's like springing out of hell at some point? Or Deonica. Something? Deonica. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pat was, Pat was asking about that in the chat. Yeah. Like Tarsus had a, bursting out of hell or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's from Deonica. Um So I don't know. Tarsus to me seems like a, like a Faustian character almost. Um, uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I don't know if we really know enough. We've only gotten little, little uh, snippets of, of dialogue and, and, and poetry from Deonica. So it's, uh, it's, it might be a little bit tough. Oh, that's right. Thank you, Pat. Uh, fella compared Quoth to Tarsus when he was like uh, right. you know, dashing into the fire to, to save her in the fishery. So, uh, so yeah, there could be there could be that kind of thing to it. Um, the, the the of course the strongest association I have with with a, with the name or, or something of Tarsus is uh, is Saul of Tarsus from from the Bible who became mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that might be a little bit of a reach to, to connect here. I took a whole class on Paul in college, but that's not the place for that. That's not the place for that, for this. <laughs> um, we don't need to hear. We were just talking off air about, about where we all went to university, but so Costrel, it seems, and, and just a reminder to the listeners who might have gobbled this book up like, like delicious little candies, we're reading this for the first time, so we don't necessarily know Costro's intentions right now. And if you're reading along with us, um, that's pretty fun. You have the patience of a saint because that means it's going to take you 200 some days to finish this book. Just like yeah. it's going to take us 200 some days to finish this book. And and just as a quick aside, I would really be interested to to get sort of a straw poll from any of the listeners who are on the Discord if you want to write in to the to the email or anything and let us know if you are also doing this in the insane manner that, that <laughs> we are and, and reading this one page at a time along with us day by day, that would be super uh, fun to know. I also, um, Amrita chimed in, in our little, um, our little chat with a great point that Bast was expecting Costarol was going to try and, call him by his name and presumably trap him um, because this page started mid-sentence, but the sentence was, Bass would like to see the spiteful little viper try to call his name without a voice, blah, blah, blah. So whatever this is, this this little token that we see on page 32 um, holds a lot of weight. Is this a penance piece? I know that we yes. kind of were talking about this before. Yes, I think we decided it was. Um, um, on an unrelated note, I keep thinking that Kostrel sounds like Kestrel, which is the name of a bird. Mm-hmm. It does. That's yeah. all. <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, I wonder if the if if it's when it says calling his name, if that is is supposed to make us think about about naming with a capital N because it seems to me like this is more about like like the kind of entanglement that happens oh. with like fairy pacts or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, this seems and, like and some kind of, of fairy... actual like naming because like people in in Newair like no there there are no namers in Newair. Right? Right. I think, yeah, it's some kind of like obligation that Bass is going to be obligated to Costrel. Well, and it bars of a fairy and it thing. keeps him from doing something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we'll just have to wait and see because I'm sure this will be fleshed out for us as we of go course, along. Of course, he couldn't throw him into the river or whatever, into the stream, because he would be barred from doing that since he took a gift. So not knowing what it was. Yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll keep on keep on trucking. Keep on reading. So Bast, um, yeah. Touching him. He's reaching out. Yeah, see I to to me like touching uh, me. Touching okay. you. <laughs> Sweet Caroline. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Um, Good. Um, to me, as I read Costrel, you know, throughout this passage, like 
I don't see anywhere near the amount of like calculation and and like like sinister intent that Bast seems to be um, uh, attributing to him. Um, you know, like when it says his tone was one part smug, two parts delight. Like to me, that is that that's nothing more than like than like a child who is really proud of himself for like bringing something to an adult that is like new to them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really, I think it's really Mm -hmm. like excitement. Yeah. There's also just some beautiful Rothfuss prose as if you were some Dewey Dale Dennerling, Mm. the consonants. Yeah. Yeah. Great alliteration. I'm, 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 accidentally put a, a dewy eyed in there because that's what we, that, that's a sort of more common real world turn of phrase, but, uh, but yeah, dewy eyed or dewy day old Dennerling. Yeah. That's nice. Do we ever get a description? I don't think we really know exactly what Dennerlings are. Um, I think from context and the way that word is used, um, it is, it's like a, I think they're characterized by like silliness and flightiness and yeah, I think so and, too. And, and that or kind like, of stuff. Even like craziness, but I just, yeah, I don't think I have a picture in my mind of what they look like. Yeah, because Florian says only a Dennerling would speak to the cafe. Yeah. I remember that specifically. So how about we wrap up this page and figure out what's going on? All right. We'll <laughs> see you all tomorrow, you Dewey Dale Dennerlings, on another narrow page. Page. page.